0: Good afternoon, happy Sunday, and for most of us, this is another day that we are still in quarantine. If you are new here, hello, and if you are not new here, as always, welcome back. This is A Long Time of Learning, a podcast series based upon the inherited disease of cystic fibrosis, and we talk about the toll it takes on all parts of the human body. This is episode four, and my name is Samantha, in case you didn't know, and today, you guys, you're in for a treat we are going to be discussing the heart in how cystic fibrosis affects that, as well as the respiratory system. If you remember from some of our previous episodes, you may already be thinking that the respiratory system is significantly affected by this disease. So I have some really interesting information to share with you all today. So let's, let's dive in, let's get chatting. All right, so first things first, let's start with the heart, which is an incredibly important organ, as we all know. Without our hearts, we wouldn't be sitting, standing, talking, or even listening to this podcast right now. Cystic fibrosis is a multisystemic chronic disease, which basically means that it affects other parts of the body or even the whole body. So this progressive organ dysfunction with development of fibrosis which fibrosis is the thickening and scarring of the connective tissue, and thus this can possibly affect the heart. Hypoxemia, which is an abnormally low level of oxygen in the blood and inflammation of the heart can be caused by cystic fibrosis. And these are some of the most important factors regarding the heart involvement. Over time, research has given some clinical evidence that does show that there is specific myocardial involvement in those who have cystic fibrosis. Remember in our previous episodes, we had talked about that special protein? Or in this case, it's the lack of one. Patients with cystic fibrosis have mutations on the cystic fibrosis transmembrane regulator. That term should hopefully ring a bell. This is an important gene because it makes a protein that produces mucus, sweat, saliva, tears, and digestive enzymes. While the role of the CT... FTR, which is what we're going to call it for short, it's important in regulation of cardiomyocyte contraction and myocardial dysfunction. Okay, I know. You're probably like, all right, Samantha, but what does this mean? Well, luckily, I'm more than happy to tell you. Cardiomyocytes are cardiac muscle cells that make up the heart. So that already sounds like it can cause many potential health issues if it's not functioning properly. The loss of these cells is detrimental to tissue integrity of the heart. Myocardial dysfunction will include the development of low cardiac output or ventricular systolic or diastolic dysfunction after cardiac arrest. So cystic fibrosis is known to cause high blood pressure and failure of the heart. And an interesting little note, it is specifically more so to happen on the right side of the heart. The scientific name for this is right ventricular hypertrophy. The cardiac muscles are abnormally enlarged surrounding the right ventricle in this case. This is because blood flows through the arteries and it can be blocked in mucus-clogged lungs, which is causing that increase in blood pressure and ultimately it's going to lead to long-term heart problems for these individuals. Okay, so while we are on the topic of the cystic fibrosis transmembrane regulator, sorry, I can't help but say it. It sounds really cool. Let's talk about how that gene also affects the respiratory system. So as we've learned and talked about throughout the weeks, cystic fibrosis causes a thick mucus to build up and clog certain parts of the body. And I mean, in this case, most people think about the lungs. This buildup is caused from the abnormal gene, the CFTR. So that gene actually controls the flow of water and salt in and out of the body cells. So because this gene is mutated in these individuals who have CF, the body cells create that mucus which begins to clog small airways in the lungs and over time and it can affect all airways. In healthy lungs, there is a thin layer of mucus and it actually aids in moving dirt and bacteria out of the lungs. However, in people with cystic fibrosis, this mucus becomes so thick that the cilia in the cells cannot sweep the bacteria and particles away. This ultimately ends up creating the perfect environment for this harmful bacteria to live and thrive. And it can eventually lead to severe lung infections and possibly even permanent lung damage. I know what you're thinking guys, but this is not where it ends. It's more so where it just begins. Individuals with cystic fibrosis can also have problems with their upper respiratory tract as well. This can include symptoms such as persistent wheezing or chronic cough. Sometimes they even cough up blood. They can get nasal polyps and in some cases they may even need to be surgically removed by a professional. The tips of their fingers and toes, they become large and rounded. This is also known as clubbing. They'll have shortness of breath, Sinus and lung infections are really common. Sometimes they lead to pneumonia, they can have an enlargement of their heart and even a collapsed lung at times. It's also really common for these individuals to have other respiratory conditions as well. They may suffer from asthma, they can have um, gastroesophageal reflux disease, which you and I might better know it as gourd if you've ever heard of that term, and they do suffer more from allergies. Also, do not forget, we still do not have a cure for this disease. In some instances, individuals can even become antibiotic resistant. How does that happen? Like what causes that? That's because these chronic bacterial infections are so common for people who have cystic fibrosis that they take medication all the time and therefore they become increasingly resistant to common antibiotics. And that can make it really challenging for doctors when they are trying to treat these people. Unfortunately, this disease does get worse over time. However, individuals can live up until their 70s due to advancements in healthcare. That's not always the case. Lifestyle changes are encouraged. If an individual is a smoker, quitting smoking is huge and they do ask that you increase fluid intake. That helps manage some of these respiratory symptoms caused by cystic fibrosis. They want to be eating a healthy diet and having excellent nutrition plays a vital role as well. As we had talked about in other episodes, people with cystic fibrosis, they also are not able to absorb nutrients properly. So they can become malnourished. Exercising regularly is really important. This helps support lung function and they even can practice breathing techniques, which can become super beneficial. It helps loosen up some of that mucus and it alleviates a lot of the respiratory symptoms too. These patients should always maintain a good relationship with their doctors and they should always consult them with them first before making any of these changes, of course, because the doctor will know best and they can be sure that they are done with proper professional guidance. So that's all. And I just wanted to end this episode really similarly to how we ended our last episode by hoping everyone has been able to practice social distancing as often as possible and that you are all safe and healthy. I'm sure as many of us may miss some of the basic parts of our lives, which we thought were normal. I do hope those will be restored soon without risking any of our safety. I look forward to the future when we can look back on this, whether it be in a discussion with friends or in a history book. As always, stay safe, take a deep breath, but don't take it for granted. And we'll talk more next time. Have a great night.